Welcome, 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 welcome everybody to a special, 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 special episode. Well, every episode is special, but today is extra special to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Lima Tango. Um, and today uh, is a great day. This podcast is available on all platforms, so wherever you're getting it, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Google us, we're there. You can also Google the Sports Business Podcast, that's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z dot com for all the latest and greatest stuff that's out there. You can also check us out at the Twitterverse. And today, man, um, I, I got a special guest. And, you know, anybody that I bring over to the house on our show, it's the house. We treat them like family. Except for this person right here, he ain't just more than family. Like, this dude's probably legitimately one of my best friends in the entire universe. So I've known him for literally over 10 years. Um, and so it ain't family. Like, this dude's family. So it ain't no sugarcoating. It ain't none of that stuff here. So um, I'm it's really, really excited to bring my boy. Um, I know him as Sergeant Prieto. Y'all gonna know him as Sergio. Uh, my man, I, like I said, I've known him since probably 2009, 2010 time frame. We both deployed together. He was actually my sergeant there, like legitimately. Um, young E2 private pv2 compton who i probably gave him extra gray hairs but now he went from having a tight fade to a ricky ricardo comb over um and he's out here looking clean he's just retired from the army so shout out to him with 22 years of service um to our great country and i ask you know i always ask people when i'm sending out you know the little pre-production stuff i'll be like yo just send me a quick little bio and you know with me and and, and p you know i, th- I figure i kind of knew him but then i was reading some stuff and i was like he never told me he deployed four times so I'm looking at it and I was like four times I knew two um but he was in the same field as I was in patrolling supply um and he just literally just retired um a few months ago and now he's working for a guaranteed rate I get as a mortgage loan officer which is which is amazing like I don't know if y'all have been seeing guaranteed rate but shout out to them they've been out here getting super stupid plugs with ESPN UFC um a, a plethora of different sporting um events you'll see guaranteed rate so you know the fact that i know somebody that works there um i wanted to talk to my boy p so sergeant p sergio my man lima tango that's an inside joke y'all not gonna know about it because you know that's just us but what's up man what's going on dog i'm good i'm doing good man thank you for that intro that was uh pretty amazing yeah you know i learned that from me man you gotta hype you know you gotta hype people up bro but that is needless to say no hyping and you know, it's crazy because what we about to do later on the show is what we did in Iraq, but it was just off whack. So I can't wait to dribble, go into sports with you um, down the line in a, in a few minutes, but I definitely can't thank you enough for coming on the show. You inspired me to do this because, like I said, we used to do this all the time. So um, what's up, man? So how's the transition been? How's, how's going from Sergeant Prieto to Sergio been treating you, man? Uh, it's been great. I'm not going to lie. It has been as... I got to say, as smooth as possible. You hear a lot of the horror stories about mm-hmm. when people transition. It's not so great. But for me, fortunately, was amazing. And I have to give shout out to my unit. Uh, I was in 10 Special Forces Group as they, as I was transitioning out. And they just gave, they gave me the time that I needed to uh, decide what I wanted to do as I got out. And with that, um, I, that's how I found the mortgage lending business. Um, they gave me some time. And with that time, I used it to my advantage. I 
started Googling hot jobs. You know, like you said, we were doing petroleum supply. I've done that for 22 years, which I can do backwards and forwards, no problem. And I had right. to make the decision. I had to make a decision. You know, I was like, you know, do I want to keep, do I want to do that in the civilian side, which I could, no problem. Right. And then I was like, you know, I kind of want to do something else. You know, right, why right, not? Right, right. And I just Googled hot jobs. I was like, hot <laughs> jobs, whatever, Colorado. So, and with that, uh, there was a few. And then just this job, just it caught my attention real quick. And then I just uh, researched it. And then um, I talked to a fr- another friend that has been doing this. And I was just like, hey, bro, hey man, it, tell me your day. Give me your typical day. And after that conversation, the next day, I started, uh, I, I signed up for classes and I, it took me about three months to get to, uh, my license in the state of Colorado. And so with that, um, there's a lot of different ways you can go with mortgage lending. Um, you could go out on your own, but I was, I valued the training aspect. Um, so some mm-hmm. mortgage loan, mortgage lenders will go, uh, they'll pass the exam, get, get their license and go out on their own without any you know, real training, guaranteed Gosh. rate offers Gosh. that training. Guaranteed rate, uh, they have a program where they'll teach you everything you need to know about the the business, about how to originate loans, and it's a step-by-step. It's a, just a great curriculum that anybody can really learn off of, um, and it, they really set you up for success. I mean, it's a, it's a straight by the book, hey, this is the curriculum, this is the way... Um, you will be successful in this business. They give it to you. Right? It's a really great company. And uh, just like you mentioned in the intro, Guarantee Rate has really expanded its horizons this last, what, I don't know, maybe two years. Where, even that, probably. Even probably within like the last year, I feel like. Yeah, so they, when I first heard of Guaranteed Rate, had to be about uh, maybe 2012, 2013. And the, the way I knew or heard of the company was so Chicago White Sox uh, baseball stadium used to be called Comiskey Park forever. Facts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was like guaranteed rate field. And back then I was like, what the heck is this? And I, you know, if we're going to go into baseball a little bit, I'm a purist. I don't really right, 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 fan right. of those things. Right. I'm, you know, I'm a lifelong Yankee fan, Yankee right. stadium, you know, right, Fenway right, Park, right. you know, but you candlestick. Know, yeah, yeah, all that, all those old school names, and then right. Guarantee Rate took over. You know, is now the name of the White Sox Stadium. It's been there for a while, so mm-hmm. had to be at least around 2015, maybe 2015. But yeah, that's when I first heard of Guarantee Rate was through the Chicago White Sox, and since then they've you know they've really grown. And like, yeah, absolutely, within the last year, like it's been big time. They really exploded into the sports scene as far right. as their advertising and their marketing and their sponsorship. And the good, the great thing about it is. A lot of their UFC sponsored fighters are winning their fights, their big fights. So that's always great. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, and, I, and, I, and it's crazy that you say that because you know you was telling me like me and you chop it up. I don't know, probably like once or twice a week. So you know, this ain't no superficial type of joint. Like we 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 legit chop it up all the time. So all day, you know, day. you know, all the time. You know, when from your transition from you, you know, telling me that you was thinking about booking it out of the army, you told me about guaranteed rate. And it kind of just went hand in hand, like, I, you know, the algorithms on your social media start popping, popping up because, you know, they be out here lurking. You know, I yeah. start seeing guaranteed rate. And then I was like, yo, you know, I think I saw like an NBA countdown on ESPN, a countdown show. They were talking about guaranteed. I was like, yo, is this you? And I was <laughs> like, oh, OK, bet. Like, I see what they, you know, I see that they're trying to pump in. 
and I guess my next question would be for you, bro. Like, you know, you brought up a good point, like off your first um, statement, as far as, you know, we, we, we hear the horror stories about people looking out the military and the transition ain't really smooth and whatnot. You brought up about how you chose as far as being licensed and getting your MLS number and all that good jazz that you went the T uh, you went the guaranteed rate side because they give you everything equivalent to probably like a smart book. <laughs> you yeah. carrying your smart book in your cargo pocket and basic training <laughs> all day long that they give you everything that you need to give you is so I guess my question would be as far as like you know what I'm saying with some with interest rates being dummy low because of the pandemic people wasn't really buying houses and stuff like that what's one thing that you can probably tell fellow fellow veterans active duty um, spouses and all that good jazz as far as people trying to cop houses because I'm telling you right now I get offers all the time people trying to tell me that they want me to sell my house but I'm like I don't know where I'm gonna go if I sell my house so you know what's the what's the what can you know you as a representative for guarantee right try to you know get your get your fellow battle buddies to your left and your right help try to help them out a little bit as far as trying to purchase home so for guaranteed rates um they have this program where they uh don't charge any lender fees for all veterans right so ah, okay there's always a perk there's always, i mean there's a perk obviously and for being a veteran you know there's a lot of benefits out there all earned benefits right and the most right. important one probably one of the biggest ones is that VA earned uh, the VA home loan, the earned VA home loan benefit that you earned from being a veteran, being an active duty military member, uh, you know, and um, with that comes uh, a lot of different uh, variables in that program. And it's good to have someone that can talk to you and explain to you the different things that come with the VA loan. And there's different types of VA loans depending on your situation. If you want to refinance or purchase, um, there's different things there. And the VA loan, you know, the majority of the time, you're going to get a better rate than any other conventional loan that's big out facts. there. It's big a benefit, facts. big benefit uh, for the veterans that are out there. Well deserved, of course. And a shout out to everyone that's still, uh, you know, still putting on the uniform and still getting getting after it in the um, active duty side and the reserve side and the guard side. Keep fighting. You know, we support you 100 mm -hmm. percent. So, uh, yes. And I mean, basically, it's what we offer. I'll tell you what I offer. What I offer is a thorough, detailed breakdown of everything as far as the VA loan program. I want to make sure that the client is educated. That way they can make a very important decision but be informed in that decision. You know, they right. have to know what they want to do. They have to know right. what they can do. And it's not necessarily what I can do for them. It's what they can do for themselves with the programs that are available. Thanks. So I like to make sure that they're educated first and then we can go from there on what they exactly want to do. Um, I like to tell people, you know, about purchasing a home is a, is a, a it, one, it's one of the biggest decisions you're going to make in your life. Yeah, right? bro. It, yeah. It's going to be one of those, is going to be that that the biggest debt you're going to have in your life mm -hmm. more than likely right so yeah. we want to make sure that, that you're educated in making that decision on what right. you want to do and and um purchasing a home is just like putting money in the bank you'll mm -hmm. you'll get you'll gain the rewards in real estate so there's a lot of options out there there's a lot of things out there for everyone across the country um that can use the va loan benefit to their advantage and uh it's a uh, i am just honored honestly to be part of the team that i'm on that really have taken me under their wing to show me this is what this is how you uh, educate your clients and this is how you keep that client for life you show him you show him or her hey this is what it is this is how, what you can do for yourself this is what you can do for your future your family and you know go from there and make sure that they're taken care of that is probably the biggest thing uh Tango. that yeah absolutely i mean once they're a client you know there's like family you take care of them 
Right. And you don't, you know, you give it to them straight. You don't play no games. You just tell them, hey, this is what it is. This is what we can do with the options that you have. And that's really important. That's really important. And I really appreciate my team that has really taken me under under the wing for the last six months that I've been doing this. Um, and it really shown me the way to uh, really take care of our clients. Yeah, man, you hit, you hit a whole bunch of things on the head. You know, you want to be personable. And I think with us being in the military, you know, you deal with all different types of background. Like you said, you from Queens, you know, stand out, shout out to Queens out there. Um, PS 118. I don't know if that's a real school or not, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's a real school or not. You know, PS 118, Jamaica High and all that stuff. But you know, you're from Queens. I'm from yeah. the Bay. Um, but you also have to be able to know how to talk to all different types of people in walks of life. And I think that's one thing that us, um, as far as being, you know, former non commissioned officers as well, you know, you got to be able to level with people. And I think that's one of the cool things. I think that you in particular, my man, like that you're able to do, because I feel like, you know, you can, your, your, your knowledge on a lot of different things outside of, you know, you legitimately probably be a, a baseball historian. Um, you know, you're able to, you know, you're able to kind of verse with anybody. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of that stuff legitimately from you. So I'm, I'm happy to see that you're doing good. I'm happy to see that you out here with a great company with guaranteed rate. Congratulations on the 22 years. I appreciate um, all that. I was I was stupid happy. Uh, you know, what I'm saying that I got to serve with you. Um, I, I and that's in we on wax, so this is out there on air on the air. But you know, there wouldn't have been no Sergeant Compton and one no Sergeant Fred. I'll tell you that right now. And wow. there was a lot of things. There was a lot of things that I remember when I put my stripes on. I was like, what was Sergeant P do? You know, what yeah. I'm saying like there was a lot of things where I was like, all right, he taught me this. Now I got to put it in play. And, you know, there's this old adage that you always learn from, you know, you always try to take the good leaders and separate, you know, take the good stuff that you learn from good leaders and also the bad stuff from the bad leaders. Yeah. I was the complete opposite. Like, I was like, man, I ain't better listen. I'm not about to remember anything what my bad, bad leaders did. Like, that's dead. That's dead weight. Like, I, that's, 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 that's free rent space in my head. So I always think about you, um, Max Weezy. Um, shout out to Max Weezy, wherever you are. Um, and, and Peels, and there's a lot of guys out there that I always think about y'all um, when I when I became an NCO. So, you know, 703rd, you know, it was a lot of work, but, it, it, you know, it, it definitely was a stop in your military career whether it made you or break you. So, you know, um, I'm so happy for you. Really, 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 really deserve, well deserved for your 22 years. Um, and, you know, you're moving on with your future endeavors. So I'm happy that you were able to transition because, like you said, we we know people. <laughs> like, we, we know some folks that are, you yeah. know, you know, that didn't probably grasp on or didn't face the realization that, yo, like one day you're going to sit there and have to boogie up out that uniform and you better have a plan. And after that ETS day, when you're leaving your service, you better have a plan on Friday, Monday, you better be working or you better have something going on. So super duper happy that you were able to figure that out. And Appreciate you know, you, it, and your, you and your family, we got all out here in great pastures out there in Colorado. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to bring you on and, uh, you know, talk about your brand because the show... We do talk about sports, but we do talk, you know, we, we reach out to different fellow veterans and, and try to tap in um, and, and hear what their stories are on all different types of you know aspects of the military and just transitioning out. So um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to bring you on. So, you know, guaranteed rate. Y'all don't see them. You all better see them on UFC because they be out there or go to a White Sox game. So, and, you know, <laughs> uh, Sergeant P, Sergio, like as far as I know you're licensed, uh, you're licensed in Colorado. We got people that listen all over literally the world on this show. But as far as people that need any assistance outside of the Colorado area, is that something that you're able to provide services to? Oh, well, yes, uh, I can. Um, I can definitely uh, set them up with someone that is licensed in the state. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That's that's very, very simple. 
Um, okay. Anybody that's been, it doesn't have to be Colorado, but if you're anywhere in the, in the United States, if you would like to, you know, maybe have a conversation or maybe, you know, uh, talk about your op- options, maybe we can do that. But I would have to refer them to someone that actually is licensed in that state. I'm also licensed in Florida. So I got two right okay. now. Okay. So I need you to get in Nevada, bro. States. I need they- you to get in Nevada, bro. Okay, I'll work on it. It's a process. It's not that simple. I wish it was a flick of the wrist, but it's not. I feel it. I feel it. There's different state regulations and all that other good jazz, different type of TMs and manuals and whatnot, different boards that you got to start. I feel it, man. So I'm just giving you you a rib shot. But uh, my man, you say you're from Queens, right? That's right. Stand up. Yo, uh, two things, two things before we get into real sports topics. So Saturday, this this we we chopping it up. So people don't realize that one of the reasons why I was able to start this podcast is because me and some people when we was in Iraq, this is all we used to do. Like this was the podcast. Like it was every literally day. this every day. So <laughs> every we, we day. about to do every day. We about to run it right now. So yo, so so people don't realize. I actually I was talking to my girlfriend, um, my bae. We went to a night Golden Knights game on Saturday. And so she, I, I didn't get into hockey until I actually met you. Like, I knew what hockey was, but I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really know what it was until I started talking. You know, me and you started kicking it, right. and you put me on hockey. So we're sitting there watching the game, and this was our second time going to the game in, like, a couple of weeks. So we're going to the game, and we're chilling, and, and Bay goes, yo, do you know what it's called when the hockey player is literally, like, moving the puck with their stick? And I was like, nah. She was like, that's called dribbling. They're dribbling the puck. And I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? How do you know this? And I'm looking at her, and she was like, yeah, they, they call that dribbling the puck. And I I, I was just like, wow, that, that's pretty impressive that you know that because I didn't know anything of that. So is that true? Not I've never her. heard that. Bruh, I'm not going to question her. I'm <laughs> not going to We call it, we looking... call it, we, they, it's, I mean, they mainly call it stick handling. It may be called hockey dribble. I don't not sure. I don't know. She sounded pretty legit, so I'm not going to question her because she's going to listen to the show tomorrow and I got to come home tomorrow night in, in full tack. So I'm going to say it's dribbling, but the way she made it sound like it, I was like, I got to ask Pete this, like, because that was pretty interesting. Um, So that's number one. Two, I've been to New York a couple of times, bruh. I ain't seen a rat yet, but Francisco Lindor the other day seemed pretty spooked. How, like, tell me about the rats out there, dog. Is it really true? Yo, yo, no <laughs> joke. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. But where I grew up, there was, yeah, there was rats you could ride on. You could ride on. I'm not even joking. It was like, it would be. So I don't know if you remember when we were at Stewart, you drive down 144. Yeah, 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 yeah. The joint. And you see the those boars. There'll be boars on the side of the road. I remember that. Yes. Yo, the rats are not that. That they're not that far off from those boars. Jeez, Louise, bro. I remember they're hearing them big. at night. They're they're pretty big. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but they're pretty big. So. Jeez, Louise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some big ones. Um, as far as the rat with Lindor, I'm not too sure if that was a. That, I think he was fibbing on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I gotta ask. Like, I was just like, yo, this is a great icebreaker bringing on to the show. Yeah, for sure. I feel it. I feel it. So, those are two questions I had to say because you're my hockey aficionado. And, like, bro, when I say there's like a t- Tim Kirchin 2.0, it's you, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's literally you. So, and okay. speaking of that, so speaking of that, um, you know, I don't really talk a lot of baseball on here. No, I'm not. I don't know why because I like baseball. I like baseball a lot. Like, I, I really dig baseball like it's a shovel. So, you know, quick question, bro. You know, I'm Japanese, Nihon, stand up, half Japanese. Right now, bigger upside, Shohei Ohtani or Jordan Alvarez? Oh, Ohtani. Yo, Ohtani, he's doing stuff that nobody's ever done. Facts. 
Facts. You know, so and you know what's I felt like he was a disappointment. Cause I was, was thinking hurt, that too. He was hurt and and all this stuff, but this year he's um he's he's crushing it. I mean he's hitting balls almost five hundred feet and throwing a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. So he's he's doing stuff that no one's ever done. He's playing almost every day and then Big ask yo. Yeah, I've never seen nothing like this. He is must watch TV. Um a hundred percent. And and I am not nowhere near an Angels fan, but when I right. see that he's pitching, oh, you know I'm not an Angels fan. I can't. Yeah, be. yeah. When I know when I hit when I see that he's pitching, I I start to tune in. Yeah, because this dude is he's freaking amazing. This dude started a game and then bat, batted second. That's like that's, that's unheard of happen. as far as a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. They put him happen. at the bottom of the of the lineup. Yeah, right. That doesn't happen. My man was batting second and hitting home runs <laughs> and striking out people. So, so this guy, this guy's amazing. Uh, he is he's big time. Um. Jordan Alvarez, he's he's good too. I mean, he's another young up and comer, but uh, I think you need we need to see more from him to even put him anywhere right. near the league of Otani. Right, and the only reason why I was bringing up Jordan because Jordan's been actually balling the last few months, uh, few at least the last month actually, or last, not last month, but the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And you know, Otani, like you said, even for me, you know, I, I'm supporting everybody coming from the homeland. So you know, I try to support uh, Tanaka when he was with the Yankees, uh, Otani. Uh, but like you said, even for me, I was like, man, this is a dude, you know, with the Tommy John surgery and everything. Is he is he gonna be is he but is he tough in that bus category? So I had to ask you that. But then again, you know, the dudes out here throwing hundred miles per hour, and then next thing you know, he bought his bat, like you said, batting second and slapping a four hundred and fifty foot home run. Like, who does that? Who's doing that right now, bro? Like he's low key probably. I mean, is he is he touching the Mike Trout esque like as far as uh, being with the with the stick? Like, is, is he up there? Because he's he's also stealing bases too, what a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, I I wouldn't. Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I would not put him in Mike Trout land. The thing, he scares me some though. Like all that yeah. stuff he's doing, I'm afraid he's gonna get yeah. hurt. Yeah, it scares me. Like I I mean, he's putting himself out there hard. Yeah. So. You would hope that the manager and them guys can ring, ring them in just a little bit. But, I mean, my man's just playing all out. He doesn't care. So, right. Right. I mean, I wouldn't put him in Mike Trout, uh, you know, in the same category. I don't – I honestly don't think that – that's not even fair. That's not right. a fair com- – gotcha. Mike Trout's been doing it a lot longer at a higher right. level. It's not even fair. You can't do that right now. But Otani, he, he's in a category kind of by himself with the dual – the dual – um the double yeah. duty. Yeah, my man's yeah. pulling double duty out there. He is exactly. So, he's he's the, out here, the, the two way player, and uh, he's um yeah man he's uh he's kind of in a category by himself. But I would not put him. It's not fair to judge him against a guy like Mike Trout with his offense. It's just not enough time. You know what Otani's doing, bro? He's the chain smoker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, please. He's the chain smoker. So that was a quick little tidbit. Um, but yeah, like you said, you're from New York. So yeah, um, I, I wanted to talk about your New York Knickerbockers. And I knew, I remember there were some dark days for you, man. And uh, I remember you and I, actually, we linked up at the World Series, this past World Series in Dallas. And I remember this conversation specifically, like verbatim. You was like, bruh, the Knicks are about to hit the U-turn. They're not coming pulling out all the way, but they're in that left lane where they're about to turn into it because they're about to get out of the hole that they've been in. I, I was like, that. huh. You said that was verbatim. Per your mouth. That's what you said. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a peak game. I'm not going to lie. I didn't start PBN about the, Nick, the New York Knickerbockers until about three weeks ago. Um, 
And not only have they gone into that U-turn that you were saying, but they've actually, they're in the U-turn. They're out of the turning lane. Like, they're in the left lane in the Autobahn doing 80, bro. Like, what they're, I believe, the third or four, uh, fourth seed in, in the East right now. And, right. you know, with the, the way the Nets are kind of falling right now, they're kind of, the, you know, they may be able to creep up a little bit. But um, Tom Thibodeau, who I call the Butcher, and the reason why I call him the Butcher, y'all need to Google Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch, <laughs> and y'all will know why I call him the Butcher. But Tom Thibodeau not only has gotten Julius Randle, who probably is the most improved player of the year, somehow Derrick Rose is drinking the fountain of the youth. Um, you got uh, Bullock. Uh, he, you know, he out here busting it down, probably one of the best three-point shooters in, in, in the game right now. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of these odd entity, like, nobody wants you type of players, and the Butcher got these boys playing, man. Man, I'll tell you what. It's like... Uh... It's like, uh, I think I heard this in Moneyball. It's like a a kid with a bunch of these misfit toys that they want that nobody wants to play with. Right. And he, he got them all. Right. And now they, he, he put them all together. And it's just like putting pieces in a puzzle together. And my man, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure how he did this. Because right, yeah. the team, I mean, it's not, it's not all that different from last year. I mean, there's a few guys here and there. But it really isn't. When they picked up Derrick Rose, who knew that he was going to play like this? Right. You know, when he was with the Knicks a couple years back, I mean, there was all kinds of issues. It was not a good mesh. Was Derrick Fisher the coach then, or was it uh, Fisdale? Fisdale. I think it was Fisdale. Okay. Okay. I I believe it was Fisdale. Okay. So the mix wasn't good, right? And then um, now they, and now he, when he arrived this time, he took that uh, that uh, that bench role, which I think has exploded his career moving forward. I mean, right. he's playing, he plays less minutes, but plays the more important minutes. Right. And, and with that, and leads the younger guys on the team to learn how to win. And, right. you know, that's important. Julius Randle, you brought up. Who saw this coming? The Julius Randle that's playing now is, I believe, what Kobe Bryant envisioned when they drafted him, what, five, five or six years ago? Um, he's been yeah, in the league yeah. for a minute now. Like you gotta think Julius yeah. Randle played with Kobe Bryant. That's how long right. this dude's been in the league, and Kobe Bryant's going into the Hall of Fame this year. So right. just put that into perspective of how long Julius Randle's been in the league. Not to mention he goes to New Orleans in the AD trade. And you know, I honestly after him going to New Orleans, I didn't I kind of forgot that he I thought the signing was very interesting because I brought up uh, David Fisdale. You know, when he got fired, the famous quote that he said was, I had five power forwards. Like, what did you expect me to do? Right. And I I was just like, I mean, he kind of had a point when you're talking about Taj Gibson, um, Kevin Knox. Then they ended up drafting Obi Toppin. um, And then they they brought Worldwide West as the GM. So, um, and I I, want to ask this question. You know, they are kind of low-key power forward heavy. You got Nerlis Noel, who's been playing really, really good as the five. You got Kevin Knox, who, I mean, let's keep it a buck. He looks like a bust. It's too early to tell about Obi Toppin because Julius Randle, nobody expected Julius Randle. Like you said, who saw this coming? Julius Randle looks like he's going to be a franchise player. Does Worldwide West kind of make a move to possibly move Kevin Knox and or Obi Toppin to get probably like a predominantly good point, not even not a point guard, but a guy who can create his own shot. Jay, Julius Randle's doing a great job doing it, but I think he needs possibly another secondary person. Yeah, um, I do. I I don't see them moving Obi nowhere. Really, uh, Obi Toppin? Absolutely not. I gotcha. mean, if they, he's a fan favorite, number one. You know, he's a New York native. Okay. Number two, 
Um, so, and he's he has so much. He has a ton of upside. He does yes. not get minutes like that. He doesn't get a bunch of minutes, but when he's there, you notice him, mm-hmm. right? So he, I don't, I would be shocked if they moved him. Now Kevin Knox, after the kid, he did not. Yeah. get a, he he really did not get a fair shake. Right. Um, he didn't get enough playing time. I mean, he, this is the second year, right? So, third, third, third year, third year in the league. So yeah. I mean, last year, he, the last, the two previous years. He wasn't really getting much run. I think he got injured too on his second year. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't played, in my opinion, for me, he has not played enough right. to me to be like he's a bust or not. I just don't. And then this was the year, this was his opportunity. Right. Probably. Exactly. This was his opportunity. But the other players were playing out of this world where there's no room for him. Exactly. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think he needs. He needs to. He might need to change the scenery because, I mean, I don't feel like he has a. He has a. I don't feel like he's got a shot. To be honest, they don't have. He don't have a shot. It's the, top he heavy. Played, he's like two. A two. You know, two spot, three spot, right? Right. Uh, so I mean, we got R.J. Barrett. We got Reggie Bullock. I mean, Obi Toppin's getting minutes there. I mean, I feel like I'm missing somebody. There's somebody else. Nerlens Noel. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's a five, right? Oh, he's yeah, like, he, he yeah, yeah. was a five, but you know, Kevin Knox plays that three four. Um, right. You got you got Taj Gibson, who you know, not Taj Gibson, Tosh. another one. Yep, you know what I'm Tosh saying? Gibson. Yeah. So it's it's top heavy at the you know the the three four five. I, I feel like they're a little they're a little guard they're guard they're light on the guards. Um, I, I think outside, I don't even know who the starting guard is. I know it's not there. They, they got Alfred Alfred Payton is, Alfred is Payton. the starting Alfred Payton is the starting pointing point guard. You know, they also got Burks, your right. boy. Trey, they yeah. got Burks, your boy from the on the bench, right? Um, who hits threes like a, like like crazy. So, I just think for like, if the Knicks were gonna move him, it, it then they may not get much. What value does my man have, really? That's a good so, question. Do you do, do you move? So then the question probably will be: Do when the Knicks move him, does when Worldwide West moves him? Does he sell him up like, yo, bro, you getting potential? Like the dude just ain't been able to get on the floor because everybody else been balling. But it kind of it's a double edged sword because now it's like, all right, when he like he can't get on the floor because everybody else balling. But when he does get on the floor, is he actually producing where somebody may take that chance on him? Man, you know what? The they, Thunder, the Thunder got thirty seven thousand picks until twenty forty. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> they may, they may just keep him. I mean, they may just hang on to him. Uh, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. They might just keep him on the bench. I mean, him and Nilakina are the ones that don't get, they get on a little bit. They don't get much run. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nilakina. Yeah. Yeah. Your man. Yeah. Um, I, wish, I, I really, I rooted for, I root for him hard because I like defense. You know, I yeah. root, I'm a big defense guy. You know, the seeing like uh, the 120 to 115 game. I mean, yes, offense is cool, but I'm a big defensive guy. That's why I love Thibodeau, and I this love is, the way the Knicks play. They this play is because hard. you're a true New York Knickerbocker fan, and when Pat yeah. Riley came there, he knew he didn't have the Showtime Lakers. He had right. to sit and deal with the Charles Oakleys, the Ron Harpers, and and, and Anthony Masons, who wasn't going to sit there and, and and give you 20 to 30 off, you know, help Patrick Ewing out. They was out here doing, you know, and they had hand-checking back in the day, too. So, yeah, you know, they it. were able to kind of move the point guard wherever they wanted to dictate him to. So, I, I feel you on that. It's a true New York Knickerbocker uh, statement there. I get it. I got <laughs> That's you. what I grew up on. I feel it. I'm not mad at that. I, I respect it. And, you know, I'm from I'm from the Bay. So, you know, we got Don Nelson, who's out here with the run TNC, talking about first team up to 140, going to win the game. What defense? <laughs> 
So I feel you on that. I, I get you on that, man. So, yo, so we, we know we're going to transition out of one sport that we talked about all the time. But this is something that, you know, me and you, I was like, bro, this dude is probably, you know, I watched boxing since I was a kid. But you was the first person in the military. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what the hell you're talking about. And it, and it was dope. It was dope because we would have, like, just, just, you know what I'm saying, just casual conversations about boxing. And it wasn't no, like, you know, who the greatest. But, you know, we used to throw fight parties and stuff like that. You done came to the crib some for some Floyd Man with the fights and stuff. Um, but, yo, man, I, I'm, I'm struggling with Canelo, bro. Saul. I, I'm struggling with this guy, bro. Um, I see what he's doing with the sport. Um, he's definitely got some Mayweather tendencies where he's kind of hand selecting his opponents. Um, you know, he just had a huge fight uh, against Billy Joe Saunders, and you know he hit him with a nice little uppercut that gave him a mean eye jammy um, in between the eighth and nine, or the, the fight stopped in between the eighth and ninth round. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders didn't even come out the corner, um, and J- Billy Joe Saunders is he, he strike, he's decent. You know, he had a belt. Um, but also at the same time, you know, there's there's other people out there. There's the Charlo boys out there that, you know, Canelo has not once ever said anything of. You got, um, I can't, Caleb Plant that I guess he's trying to gum after. Um, I don't really necessarily want to see a Triple G versus Canelo part three. Um, what say you about him, bro? Like, he's good. I'm not going to take that away from him. But what say you about him, man? Is he hurting or is he helping to hurt in the sport right now? Well, He's really the only star the sport has. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, Fair. legit star. I'm talking about right. legit. Yep. I'm talking about real, like legit star. Yep. He's it. There's nobody really else. Like, I mean, you got some other guys out there, but I, I am a huge fan. I love Canelo. I think he's. I love the way he fights. I love the way he talks too. Like he keeps it. He keeps it pretty real. Um. Dude, some of the stuff he says too, in bro. Spanish, some of the stuff he says in Spanish doesn't get translated like it should. Yeah, okay. So I hear him and I'd be like, I love what this guy says, right? Yeah. He he's easy to root for for me. So, but um, so like for example, fight fighters. What star did not have that? You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I, 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 and I, that's I, kind of probably what hurts boxing more too. Is that management gets in the way of what promotions? Prom- yeah, the, the promoters and management they get in the way of what the more like I guess they get in the way of what those fighters can ultimately become. And I know they right. want to protect fighters. I get that, right? Um, but a guy like in, in in Canelo stature, he should be able to fight whoever the hell he wants. That part, know? bro. So, so, I mean, they it's a business. It, and sometimes it's more business than sport, which hurts it. So it's a for-profit business. So we gotta we gotta also take that into consideration as well. Um, go ahead, go ahead, I didn't want to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. But yeah, oh. he um he if I don't know if you caught the post-fight conference, there is a fighter that's trying to call him out, Demetrius Andrade, and they got into a little uh, heated argument at the post-fight conference. Did you catch that? No, I didn't catch that at all. You need to you need to go ahead and get on YouTube and look for it because okay. it's pretty interesting. Okay. And uh, now this Andre Demetrius Andre he's undefeated. Mm-hmm. He's like thirty three and zero or something. Mm-hmm. He's he's legit. Um, but more legit than one of the Charlo boys. So they they have talked junk to each other too, Charlo and and Andre. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. They need to all fight each other. 
I all agree. Of the groups. Same thing I with agree. the Charlos. They be handpicking their people. They do. I mean, the fighters, you'll hear the fighters say, I'll fight anybody. And I'm sure that's true. Right. But it's management. They don't, they're afraid of catching the L. Right. I mean, somebody's got to catch the L when they go in the ring. Right. And, you know, I I wouldn't say I don't, do, I, I dislike uh, Saul, Saul Canelo. Canelo. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, and, and, and not to mention, he's in a, a division where it ain't the most glamorous division as far as star power goes. You got Triple G that, I mean, let's keep it a buck, bro. Like, I kind of washed up, man. They, that was going to be what I was going to say. Like, if he never fought again, bro, I don't think I'd be like, man, I want to, I, I miss Triple G. Like, he's not that type of fighter. You got the Charlo boys. Um, they fought a couple of times. You know, you also have the quarantine that's kind of slowed a lot of these boxing matches down, too. But, too. you know, um, you know, the Charlo boys, they've been kind of quiet. I know they fought a few months ago. I think they fought uh, this fall. I could be wrong. Um, but you know, they, they, that that's um, I don't know. The 168 is just a very interesting division. But um, you know, take nothing away from Canelo. I think I think he's 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 one of the all time greats. Um, but you know, the question will be, does he move up to light heavyweight? But then again, what's up in light heavyweight? So he's kind of stuck in the rock and a hard place. He can't move down to welterweight um, because he's too big. Um, yeah. he, you know, he, he, he I think I don't even know if he started off as a welterweight. I could be wrong. Um, I believe he did. I think he started, he started off as a, a super welterweight. welterweight super, Maybe. probably even super welterweight. I could be wrong. Um, and, and I get it. He's naturally big. Um, and he's a pit bull in there. Like, he, the crazy thing about it is he hits hard and he doesn't get hit. Um, yeah. Like, he's knocking people out. And, and he's very, very elusive. So, the fact that you have those two things working for you, uh, he's entertaining. It's not like he ain't out here, you know, no shade of Floyd Mayweather. It's not like he's out here just dipping and dodging and just kind of just pity patting around. He's out here knocking fools out, bro. Like, he's putting people to sleep. So, you know, you can't take nothing away from him. But there are times where it's like, all right, bro, like, we're we going to need you to pick it up. But then again, he kind of reminds – it's kind of the Amanda Nunez type of thing. Like, what else is it? What else do you want this man to do? Like, it ain't – you keep putting him out there, but it ain't really nothing legitimate for him to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you brought up Mayweather. People forget that Mayweather beat Canelo. That part. Only, the only loss of his career. Right, Mayweather's the one that beat him. I mean, he was like super at, young and, at middleweight. Yeah, and, and you know he was still very young, even though he had a gang of fights under his belt. Right, he wasn't ready for that. Right, he wasn't ready for for the technical part. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Canelo, he he is he is the star of boxing right now. He is the star. I mean, you got a couple guys in heavyweight. If you want to go that route, that right. might be you going to consider stars, and they, they draw a lot. Right. And then you have the young uh, Teofimo Lopez. He's another right. one. That guy's, a, that guy's a monster. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I like him too, but he's still like very him. young. Very much so. If so, him and Lomachenko ran it back, you think he'd, he'd, he'd be able to do it two times in a row? He looked a whole lot bigger than Lomachenko in that fight. He like, sure Lomachenko did. Real, real small. He sure that did. Tough. That was a tough fight for Lomachenko. I didn't think it, You know, you don't... You can't tell. It's like funny. Like, even in face-offs and weigh-ins, you don't... I couldn't tell he was that much bigger than him. Right. And right, so they right. were in the ring. I was like, this dude is little compared to Lopez. So right. that was a tough matchup. I don't think if I'm Lomachenko, I don't fight him again. I don't touch him. And yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm cool off of that. And and yeah, so yeah, and I think Lomachenko's about to fight pretty soon too. So um if there's a you know, there's there's talks of a, a Bud Crawford against Pacquiao has kind of been out there. Um one forty one forty seven is awful always gonna be my bread and butter, but you know, is there anything out there that you, you kind of intrigued to see? Yo, that was I'm glad you brought up Bud Crawford. Like, Bud Crawford could be a star. He could be. 
but for like right now, I totally forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that dude. Right. So it's like, damn, yeah, man. It's like uh, an Errol Spence. Now you got me going into a rabbit hole. Right. Talking about these other guys. I wanted. Exactly. Um, um, so, I mean, I'm down to watch any fight. Honestly, um, I am interested in Joshua and Fury. Whenever that's supposed to happen. I talked to a so. good friend of mine at work and, and scuttlebutt saying that they don't think that fight's going to happen. Oh, that's sad. Barrett's lawyers are saying that fight may not happen just based off of what the location is, what the purse is. Um, Deontay Wilder is possibly uh, trying to go appeal the, the, the fight that he lost against Tyson Fury. That's probably going to go to the courts. Now he's saying that, you know, Tyson Fury's gloves may have not been fully on and he kind of yeah, padding was missing. Pad, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so, tracking. So there, there's that Sounds might, like sour grapes to me. That that looks like that may be getting in the way of the Tyson Fury, uh, Anthony Joshua. But I am intrigued to see that. Um, I, I think that that would be a very interesting fight to see. Um, and that's a fight supposed to be happening around the corner. But you know, it's supposed to happen in July, and here we are, literally in the middle of May. And we there's no location set for that fight. It's been between like Saudi Arabia and I think. In England, I, and I don't even know if they've settled on the location, so I don't this know the type know. of stuff that really hurts boxing. Facts, big facts. Um, How you gonna have like that's a fight that definitely people want to see right there. I'd watch a that. Great, yeah, I've, everybody will. Yeah. So that's a fight everybody wants to see, and then, you know, this always seems to be something. No right. joke. This just right. always see UFC and the other combat sports don't have this problem. No, and, and I think the reason why is because the UFC is like equivalent to the NBA. It's its brand. You know what I'm saying? So you got yeah. PBC, you got the uh, Zone, you got Golden Boy Promotions, you got uh, Top Rank, you got all these different entities of the of the sport of boxing and that's what's hurting it. It's too many different entities um, that are that are kind of hurting, hindering the sport where it can really flourish. I'm talking, we're talking about one of the oldest sports out there in the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's one of the oldest sports that is ever been put together so the fact that there's so many different entities and so many different promoters so many people that got their hands in the pockets it makes it frustrating and you know saturday was a was i don't know if some people didn't like it some people some people liked it but it was it was mixed emotions and i wanted to talk to you because you like i said uh, you'll be the first person i hit up one of two people that i hit up as far as boxing goes absolutely so, so but Swift, go, you got anything to do you want to wrap up on that or no nah, i just I just wish that boxing could take a page out of UFC's book a little bit. And the yeah. on the business side, it's not always all about money. It isn't. It isn't. You know, let's make this get good comp. Let's get the fighters that the best fighters fight the best fighters. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's what should happen. You'll get way more. You'll probably make way more money that way. It's crazy that you say that because PBC's moniker when they first were established, like like three or four years ago, was that the best box, the best fighters will be fighting the best fighters. And they started off like that, but right. they, they low-key been slacking. So, yeah, I, I wanted to get, I wanted to pick your mind about Canelo. Um, but speaking of picking mind, I got to ask you this question because it's been trending around social media and I'm, I'm kind of got mixed emotions on it. This whole DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks uh, wide receiver. I saw that. DK Metcalf, I mean, so it was an earlier game this past season where this dude literally chased someone 100 yards down the field and caught up to this dude and, and stopped the touchdown. I mean, the dude the dude showed some speed. The yep. dude said, and I guess it started from a tweet from the, men, uh, the U.S. National Track and Field team that was like, yo, 
you got potential to possibly qualify for the Olympics if you out here ch- chasing people down and, and shoulder pads and everything else with a helmet on in a hundred yeah. yards like they gassed him up so he was like all right cool so this whole offseason this dude's been training as if he's going to go into the Olympics and wanted to qualify he goes to like a I don't know if it's a pro uh, he goes to a qualifying event this past weekend right. He finishes, I think, like eighth or ninth. He's, he doesn't finish last place, but he's like second to last or right third to last. Runs like a 10-3-2. Um, big deal, no deal, little deal? What, what say you on that? I think that's a big deal. I'm going to be honest with you. I, think about it. He, Yeah, he might have trained for, you know, an off. He's 6'3", 230, by the way. Yeah, that too. I was about, the he guy was the who won. On, he was the biggest <laughs> dude on the track by and a the, lot. Yeah, and, and the, the guy who won. The guys that were there, they've been training for that their whole lives. Right. He's right. only been doing it for a few months. Right. So I think it's a humongous deal. I think it's amazing. I mean, so, he he looked I, in my. I mean, dude, a ten three and a, a hundred meter dash. That's uh, that's fantastic. Right. So people so, are saying that's equivalent. To some people that run high school, but high school high school times sometimes can be win aided, so they're not always accurate. 10-3, I feel like was respectable. Justin Gatlin, who once was uh, the men's U.S. national 100-meter dash, even though he got busted twice for PEDs, yeah. he won a race at 10-2. So right. that's a guy who literally has been training his whole entire life. And whether you want to say he was doping or not, he ran at 10-2 and won. So right. the fact that this man ran at 10-3, that's not something to really kind of blink at. And not to mention, I saw things from, uh, I believe it was Lolo Jones. Uh, Lolo Jones said that that man had actual training and, and was able to do this full time. He probably 100%. would be. He probably 100%. would have been able to qualify. But the fact that he kind of just was able to out there and just go off of a win for three, three months, he didn't come out the blocks good. I'm a former 100 meter champion. So I know that the fact that he didn't come out of the blocks within the first 20 meters where he came straight up as opposed to gradually coming all the way up to a stand upright position. That's those are things that are coachable. So yeah. those are things like he didn't have all the proper coaching, but that guy kind of just low-key went out there just on natural talent. Um, not natural talent, but just with no experience. That's not bad. Right. Um, no. it's a, to, and, and, you know, there's people saying, well, that's disrespecting the sport. Not necessarily. Like, if you think about it, when I watched him, he didn't win. Like, yeah. he, like he didn't win. <laughs> you know? So if he didn't he win, didn't, then you he didn't, uh, And he didn't, um, he wasn't, like, way in the back. Like, they were all kind of close together. Right, exactly. He was like a, a point three or point four off the leader. It's not a bad look on neither, neither no, the sport or DK not. Metcalf. Um, I, I don't see what the big deal is. I I commend, you know, are we going to start hindering people that were two sport athletes? Are you going to start knocking Deion Sanders because he wasn't the best baseball player? Like, he, let's keep it real. Deion wasn't all that good at baseball. He was cool. Like, he, yeah. he, was, he was all right, but he wasn't the best. You know, I mean, Bo Jackson, you know, he kind of just played football for fun. Um, right. so, 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 so the, you know, the fact that people are trying to come at DK, I mean, I feel like he brought national light to the Olympics, which I'm not going to lie. Even though the Olympics is in Japan, I kind of forgot that they're happening like less than a month and a half. Right. So did I. Think about it like this too. If, if anybody in track and field is scoffing at what DK did, you know how many viewers that dude brought by himself to watch that? Exactly. How many NFL fans? Like Seattle has a huge fan base. Yo, um, I, yeah. I don't like Seattle. I watched it. I did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know how many so fans, I, my man? How many? How many viewers he he brought? Exactly. Or how, like like think about it. We're on this podcast talking about track and field right now, bro. 
Dick name Barry. a podcast that was before this past weekend or any sporting show that you you could think of that was talking about track and field right now. Nobody. <laughs> exactly. Nobody. Exactly. I, I put exactly. all I put everything out there. I put guarantee rate out there and say when nobody's sitting there talking <laughs> about no damn track and field right now, man. So I mean, for the people that are saying that it's, you know, you glad that he got dusted or, you know, it, it, I mean, it's a moot point. Like, I, I feel like he went out there. He tried. He tried to qualify for the Olympics. I mean, he got humbled a little bit, possibly. But, you know, it's not a bad look on him. It I shows that. He, I don't think he cares that much. I mean, not not that he lost. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. It doesn't hurt his stock in the NFL. If anything, these defenses better be ready for him to run that nine fly route and be like, oh, he coming. Exactly. Like, you, exactly. You know, yeah. so, yeah, my if man, anything. My man's a, he's amazing i, I yeah. mean my goodness and like yeah. you said what was he what was he six three two twenty what is he six six three two six three two thirty bro the person who won the race was six one two ten <laughs> this dude dk Metcalf is wearing three of those people that are in the race like he looks like he was three times bigger than the winner like come yeah. on man yeah come on now yeah, so if you just have to yeah so i mean even usain bolt went no 230 he's probably like six three six four and probably about 200 210 yeah. So you know you take that into effect. So and I, you again, know, he, those two other dudes trained their whole lives for that entire lives, bro. This guy, this guy, this guy trained three months, three months, and even when he was in high school, I think he ran the hurdles, and I think he was a triple jumper. So he never even did the hundred meter dash. So just just take that in consideration. So yeah, um, with that being said, man, it's time to wrap up the show, man. I kid you not, this has probably been like my favorite show because this is what. This is just natural. Like, we, we do this, you know what I'm saying? We, we've been doing this for over 10 years. So this was super easy, um, easy to do. Like, again, we got my man Sergio Prado here with a Guaranteed Rate, one of the mortgage loan officers here, um, transitioning from the, from active duty out to being a mortgage loan officer. So if you need a house or any any advice, hit him up. We're going to get his contact information when we uh, do the closing credits. But uh, without further ado, we got to dip on out. But, you know, before we dip out, we always do the dummy of the day. Um, I don't know if you you got one, but I got I got one. Um, I got one, man. And <laughs> um, it kind of goes back with boxing. So the crazy thing is, you was talking about boxing and got no stars. Since when in the hell have we started using YouTube stars as boxers? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that uh, Nate Robinson was a boxer. I didn't know that Ben Askren was a boxer. Um, I said this a few weeks ago. I know Cliff Paul. I know uh, 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 Chris Paul. I know uh, uh, you know. I know. I know. Uh, you talking about Jake Paul and Logan Paul? Yeah, I know. I know. I know uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. I know Jake Plummer. Um, I know Jake from State Farm. But I, I don't. I don't know who Jake Paul is. I know Logan the the Wolverine dude. Um, I, I, but I don't know no Logan Paul. Um, but I don't know who Jake Paul is. I don't know who Logan Paul is. I don't know who neither one of these two fools is. But apparently, I don't know what Floyd Mayweather's doing either. Uh, uh, P, you got these two yeah. knuckleheads that that wanted to do a promotion, and your man takes off Floyd Mayweather's hat and talking about got your hat. They out here scuffling and and running around in the back of the locker rooms at, at Hard Rock Stadium over a damn hat. And they out here looking like some fools trying to promote. Uh, one, it, it looked very superficial. Like this, this definitely looked like it was something that was staged. I mean, I've seen wrestling promos cut better than what they did. Um, but man, like this is something I feel like is just it ain't helping boxing at all, bro. Like, what is going? What What are we doing here, bro? This is this is kind of what I said. Where the business, it's more of a business than a sport. Yeah, and it hurts. I mean, it hurts the 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 diehard boxing fan that likes the sport part this yeah. type of stuff 
purchase. Now, I mean, let's keep it real. People gonna watch it. Yeah. People gonna watch that. They're gonna watch whatever, all that. So it's gonna be very, very interesting. As far as the dude, uh, the Jake Paul, yeah. um, dude. I mean, at the same time, man. Yeah, he's a YouTube star, but he is knocking people out, man. So he ain't knocking boxers out, though, bro. It's well. He's still knocking some athletes out. I mean, it's something. It's not knocking <laughs> I don't think I can knock these dudes out. So I mean, you're right. You're right. But I so mean... It's something. It's not nothing. Um, so you say he's going to knock out Floyd Mayweather? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> this, this get, no, it's going to be... Re- you know, I don't know, man. It's probably going to be something kind of embarrassing, honestly. I don't I think, think it's so. going to be a good show at all. We going to watch um, it, though? We watching it? Yeah, probably gonna watch it anyway. I think so. I think so. Yeah, see, people watch it though. You're gonna watch it, and that's what that's what they're in. You know that situation. That's what they do. Uh, yeah. They're gonna they they are creating that buzz, so people go ahead and watch. I mean, right. but for I mean, diehard boxing type stuff, man. No, this is not really my cup of tea. I'm not with it. Um, I'm like not with that. it at all. If the dude wants to be a boxer, let's go, man. Get get out there for real. Right, right, right. You young if enough? You want to be one? Do that. You know that. You know that's cool. But think about it. The money. The, the money's not in it for him to do go be a boxer like you know start from the bottom and you know fight amateurs and do all that the money's right, right here right now right. and you only live you only live once YOLO. so money talks you know right. the bottom line is the dollar sign in this situation so that's I mean I'm not gonna I'm not knocking them at all I think uh, it's not really my cup of tea I will definitely probably watch it I don't see how I won't um, right I agree but they do that stuff. They stage those things, whatever, to create the buzz. They got us know. talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And everybody's talking about it. Every, it's, they're gonna get a billion people watching it. Yeah, is that they're gonna. gonna get this, is that is that gonna be just like a regular pay per view? What is it? Is it the zone? What is it? It's on Showtime from what I heard. Uh, it's Showtime's hosting it, so I'm assuming it's gonna be on regular. So May, yeah, so. Mayweather led type joint. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I mean, so they they get the dummy of the day just because it's just. Bro, if you're gonna fake it, I mean, take some wrestling promo classes or something like that. Both on both parties, bro. Like, I mean, do a little bit better to kind of make it a little superficial or at least a little bit more realistic that you can sell us on it. Um, I don't know, yo, man. Why, 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 why Mayweather look rough, yo? Yo, that, that that new rejuvenated hairline of his ain't doing him no favors. Like, he was better off with the with the ball fade or not even the ball fade, just the ball joint. Like that that yeah, that he, reju- he looked he didn't look that good. Yo, that uh, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, he looks old. Um, I'm trying to think of the dog. That Bosley ain't doing him no favors, bro. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what kind of rejuvenated type of stuff he owned, but it ain't. It, 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 he didn't look good, bro. Um, and if you yeah. go, I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, retirement. You know, he. he when was good. last time he fought? Was he last time he fought? It's McGregor, McGregor, 2017. McGregor. Well, right? he fought. No, no, no. He fought an exhibition in Tokyo. 2019. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2019. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, he was like fighting some guy that was supposed to be like a kickboxer, a dude in Japan or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't and know. He like that... beat him in like one round or two. And yeah, yeah, beat it him was in like, one round. it looked weird. That looked weird too, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, it, it looked kind of superficial. So, yeah, I don't know what the whole money grab is with the money team right now. Um, but it's just, I mean, fa- here's my thing like you said, I don't know who, who's what Paul Brothers fighting is it Jake or Logan? I don't I think it doesn't matter. Your oh, you know what? I don't know either. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who's fighting. I thought it was Jake because he took his hat. I, I don't know. Both of them showed up, and maybe the I, I don't know. I don't know. But like, like Mayweather said, both of them two fools can be in the ring, and Mayweather, Mayweather probably would knock both of them out. Got it. Understood. I'm tracking that. 
But like you said, if Mayweather wants to start fighting again, bro, there's a couple of folks out here that you know you can you can put the gloves that. on. But he don't want that. That's what I'm saying. No. So if you don't, so here's the thing: you can't keep playing double dutch. Like you can't get in and get out. Like either you don't get in, or you need to get all the way out. And you know you probably made enough money where you could be able to get out all the way and chill. Like I don't understand why you need to get back in and have these little interesting exhibition matches. I mean, it's mu- It's all. It's all about money, you know, man. That dude come to your ear, that that management dude or whatever from Showtime is like, yeah, hey, uh, you know, we can do something with these YouTube stars. It'd be an easy day for you, easy day, uh, money, money Mayweather. Be easy, and, right? Oh, yeah, what's the money? Is gonna whatever the money is. I'm sure it's, it's the bottom if line. He's involved. If, if he's involved, it's gotta be what 20, 30 mil easily at a minimum. If he's involved, like he he wasn't like when he was really fighting, he wouldn't fight nobody for less than thirty million. Right, exactly. So if you're gonna fight these dudes, whatever, I mean, it's gotta be around. It's gotta be something like that. It has to yeah, be. yeah. But people exactly. are gonna watch. The money will be there. People are yeah. watching that. Pay per view buys over or under a million on the pay per view buys. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred. Yeah, hundred easily the over. Right, dude. The dudes got the the those Paul cats. They got over a million subscribers. Right, right. And so. and then you got Mayweather, and then you got just the the casual people that just want to see weird stuff. Right. <laughs> so let's watch it. <laughs> I feel it, man. Hey, so that's our sports business podcast dummy of the day. The two, <laughs> all three of them clowns, man, they get it. Um, man, Sergio, man, I can't thank you enough for being on here, dog. But you know, without further ado, tell me where to find you at, bro. Well, you can contact me. Um, you could find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm there, you know, uh, Sergio Prieto. And um, you also, you can. Um, Find me at uh, www.rate.com backslash Sergio Prieto. You can find me there. My contact information is there. And if they want to send an email to uh, maybe uh, set up a time to talk, um, you can uh, find me at Sergio.Prieto at rate.com. There you go, man. Any mortgage loan tips, tricks, or just vast knowledge as far as purchasing a home, now is the time to buy because, man, this economy has been on a roller coaster. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, once again, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me at Money Compton at the Gram. You can also find me on the Twitterverse, Sports Business. You know, we're a little hood here, so we do things crooked. S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find us at sportsbusiness.com and also at sportsbusiness at gmail.com if you want to send a shout out or a concern or whatever it is that you want to communicate me with. But other than that, man, we about to boogie on out and, you know, we're running this back one day, one, one, one day sooner or later. So other than that, we out.